0: with Late Nights Minneapolis. Everybody make some noise, so when our parents listen, they don't think we're wasting our lives. Okay, now you're embarrassing yourselves. Thank you. I'm your host, Stephen Montenegro. Um, uh, wow, I got a lot there. Yeah! Uh, right up at the top of every episode of Later Nights, uh, we like to take a minute to introduce ourselves and the cast and then let them each talk for a second in the hopes that people listening to the podcast later have some chance of recognizing their voices uh, throughout the show. So every month we have a sort of general interest question for the cast as I introduce them. Today's question comes to us courtesy of Late Nights Minneapolis writer Ada Walton, who uh, sadly couldn't be here tonight. Um, uh, the, the question tonight is, what is your go-to dated reference that you can't stop saying, even though no one gets it anymore? Uh, quotes, jokes, old timey prospector language, anything. So, since Ada can't be here to kick us off, we'll start down there with you, Ian Fishman. Hey, what's up? Uh, I am Ian
1: Fishman. And uh, my outdated reference is, uh, there are a few of my friends who who still uh, are on this train with me, but um, I am a huge nerd for uh, The Simpsons. And um, one episode in particular, um, and it is, uh, it is this one giant guy in a very small car who uh, gets out of his car and accosts uh, Nelson months of the show by going, do you find something comical about the way that I drive my automobile? <laughs> and uh, that guy is forever in my head and uh, I tend to share that guy with a lot of people too.
0: Yeah, so generally there's gonna be follow up questions here, but Ian pretty much, ge- pretty much gave us a whole bio
1: uh, uh, well, uh, for, for listeners who, who can't uh, see me quite yet, uh, unless they have that capability, I'm also very tall, and uh, this, I'm six foot four, and this came about because I, um,
0: I fold up very well. That's fair. Yeah. I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I relate to that guy. So, so next, uh, Lauren Schwein. What is your go-to dated reference that you just can't stop saying?
2: Uh, Well, One of my favorite childhood movies is Oscar-ignored amazing movie, Coneheads. Um, And so every time... (laughs) That is so much better than the last
0: episode when we got sporadic (laughs) applause for the mention of Good Charlotte.
2: (laughs) 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 Um, So every time I'm in a grocery store and I see a bunch of eggplants, I go... (laughs) (laughs) Because um, she saw the the eggplants and she thought it was dead Conehead people. So, <laughs> so you see eggplants and you scream, no matter where you are.
0: So, uh, amongst the pre-prepared follow-up questions, I yeah. have, I have, when you make that reference, you, are you proud of yourself? I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> and do you think your parents are proud of you?
2: Absolutely, they are. They're Who do you su- think introduced me to the movie Coneheads?
0: Yeah, they're good supportive parents.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, next up, uh, Rachel Teagle.
3: Hello. So. um, My go-to dated reference is actually a show I've never really seen um, (laughs) because I've encountered it in a people crossword puzzle at, like, a doctor's office. Um, But I talk about it all the time as an example of prestige television as my mother the car for things like, which is a real show, apparently, where some guy's mom's a car. It was. I don't want to know anything more about it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to correct my assumptions about it. (laughs) But I do want to say things like, wow, that was the most nuanced examination of family dynamics since my mother the car. <laughs> or in a feminist discussion, like, could, what about my mother the car? She could have it all. She could be a mother and a car.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay.
3: <laughs>
0: so I do have a it pre-planned itself. follow-up question yeah. that is very applicable here. What could that possibly add to your ability to communicate with others?
3: Well, I feel like the simplicity of the statement of the title and what the show is, is really beautiful.
0: So what you're saying is you think James S. Burroughs knocked it out of the park when he named that one. A
3: hundred percent. I mean, what else would you call a show where your mom's a car? (laughs) Come on. It's like the young Pope. What more do you need?
0: (laughs) That's a great point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Will Roberts. Hey! What is your go-to dated reference that you can't stop saying, Will Roberts? So the one I, I thought about, I feel like there's probably others. Like, I'm
4: also a giant Simpsons nerd, as I feel like every bearded comedy person <laughs> above the age of 25 probably is. Hey. Um, not, hey. Yeah, I mean, I'm not calling you oldie, and I am also of that age. Um, we, yeah, uh, I think he was, was, was implying more, that he was under it was more 25. It consoling, hey. Oh, I see, I see. Um, but uh, I was going to go with, all right. And it's hard to explain, which shows you how terrible of a reference this is to be stuck with. But I just go... Righteous, Um, (laughs) which I'm specifically taking from the show Children's Hospital. It may have shown up in other contexts, but the show Children's Hospital introduced it in a documentary episode that they do once a season as a catchphrase for the show, um, uttered by Jordan Peele, who had not previously been on the show as of this uh, documentary episode. Uh, So it's somewhat non sequitur. I have a a gif on my phone of it just for certain occasions when I want to say Righteous. Um, so that's my data. That's my not necessarily data, but definitely way too obscure reference
0: that I use a lot. So, again, a pre-planned follow-up question. You really pronounce it GIF? <laughs> no. Yes. No, no, yes. no. Uh, Isn't
1: that the way the guy that no. made it didn't
4: he? That say guy is
1: wrong. The,
4: okay, but true, okay, okay, but okay, okay, but c- here consider this it, counterpoint. GIF sounds stupid, and I feel stupid GIFs, when it's I bo- say it. they both sound stupid. Yeah. Wait, hold GIF on, hold like, on,
0: you guys. Save this for save this for the seven-minute de- Oxford-style debate we had planned on this for later in the we show. We have to do a polling of the I audience so
4: to see mad. who changes the most mm-hmm. minds. Dude, I'm on Lauren's side on this Thank one. Yeah, you. You're We're heard. all
0: on Lauren's side on this <laughs> one, except for yeah. Will and Joe.
5: Yeah, I was going to say, I do oh. oh. Does Joe
0: count? Uh, Joe doesn't count. Yeah, Joe. you're the host of this show. Okay, yeah, yes. what, is yours, what is your favorite dated go-to reference that you just can't stop?
5: Man, you see... I, I know I probably make a lot of them, but the one I probably say most or that I I feel like I at least remember that I say, is um, we're not hosting an intergalactic kegger down here, which is from Men in Black. Um, That is one of my favorite movies.
4: That is one of my favorite movies, Joe Rap.
5: It is. The reference (laughs) itself, I don't even, I couldn't tell you when I make it. I just know I do it.
4: (laughs) For the record, I also do that one. (laughs) But all of men it well. has
5: inspired me that I really want to make I wanna host a party that's called an intergalactic kegger. Ooh,
2: yeah.
5: So <laughs> real bad party. party. At jo- yeah,
1: let's all go to that. Party
2: at Joe's house.
1: <laughs> nice. I, okay. gotta, I I actually gotta I, I, I would have thought that because like I've heard you do a very dated reference very often just within You're the right. context of the show, which is you seen this? You heard about this?
0: That's yeah. true. Yeah. I do that. That's one. true. That is true. Yeah. Okay. It's a late night show. And That is it for uh, tonight's question Hey, Steven Yes What's your dated reference? Oh, yeah Uh, Gold! Hey! hey. From my prospector days (laughs) Fair, fair
2: As a reference to anything or a life you once lived
0: Like I once lived Alright You know, you rub tar on some canvas You string it across a a rope that's tied to two sticks You live in it and you dig around in a river Hopefully you get rich I obviously didn't (laughs) I'm here with you.
3: <laughs> but he kept hey, the what? beard.
0: Does, does Eric have one? Eric, do you have one?
1: No, I'm sorry. Uh, to
0: dis- Our engineer, uh, Eric <clears throat> Ostrom, everyone. Yeah, I'm sorry to disappoint
1: you, but I all of my references and lingo are up-to-date, <laughs>
3: fresh, and hip.
0: Oh, <laughs> man. Only the freshest. Like yeah. me. That makes sense. Don't get much fresher than that. Yep. Um, okay, so into our first sketch of the evening. Uh... Uh, or I should say, let's just put a button on this. You're later night's cast for this month, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so our first sketch tonight comes to us from uh, Rachel Teagle. Um, it, is, it had a very long name. I just wrote down elaborate costumes. Uh, uh, and that'll pretty much define it. Uh, uh, and you'll see. So take it away, Rachel.
3: Oh, uh, hey, we're actually going to need a little time to set this one up.
0: Set up? What do you mean, set up? Well, it
3: it takes place in the Titanic ballroom. We're going to need to get the pillars and the staircases in place. What? That's a super elaborate set. Wait, wait, is this real marble? No, of course not. It's just many layers of shaped plywood, intricately painted to look like real marble. (laughs) Real marble, you're ridiculous. Wait, what are you doing now? I'm getting into my costume. What do you mean costume? It's an exact replica of the gown that Rose wore in Titanic. Hey, hey, Lauren? Yeah. Can you do the little corset buttons? Oh, I can't. I already put on my opera gloves. Aww. That's okay. No one's going to see the back of this dress anyway.
0: <laughs> Wait, Morrin, you're wearing the Titanic dress
1: too? Uh, Steven, we're all wearing the Titanic dress.
3: Although Ian's, Ian's isn't an exact
0: replica. Yeah,
1: I, I don't have Kate Winslet's delicate shoulders, and plus we had to skimp on the budget because uh, we, we went a little bit over budget, so we don't have the beating on that mm. and such.
0: Over budget? This is a
1: podcast! There shouldn't even be a costume budget! But costumes are the most important
4: part.
0: Holy shit, you're in a Batman suit! <laughs>
4: of course I am. The Titanic sketch wouldn't work on screen without a screen-accurate Batman suit.
2: Comedy 101, Steven.
1: I see you went with the George Clooney-style bat nipples? Almost. I did a little more research first, see?
4: Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, now, not all bats have four nipples, but I decided <laughs> this bat should. Mm. Ah, pip-pip cheerio. (laughs) I see the bat nipples are in order.
2: Nice top hat, Joe. Totally necessary. Ah, thank you. Woot-woot. Ah, that's that's
0: how you know how classy I am. Pip-pip cheerio. You don't need to wear that. You can just say pip-pip cheerio and pretend you're wearing a top hat. They'll know, Stephen. They'll know. (laughs) Here, I'll take it off. Pip pip cheerio!
3: See, totally
5: different. Oh yeah, different. Right. So, like so yeah, definitely. That's, yeah. that's, that's
3: that. not the hat. That's you acting. Look, look. You haven't even seen the best part yet. Ready, guys? Tear Tearaways! Oh
0: my God! You're all dressed like sexy zebras underneath there. I'm. I'm still Batman. He's sexy enough. <laughs> You guys do understand you don't need to wear costumes, let alone two layered costumes. What? Wait, wait, wait. What are we supposed to wear? Street clothes? Yeah, that's
2: what I did! You're telling me that isn't a costume? I'm Steven Montenegro, comedy writer. Some of my shirts have buttons, and I don't have many shoes.
1: Yeah, that one's uh, also a tearaway, too! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh my god! Incredible!
3: Oh my god. Are those feathers? Stop it! Stop are it! Those bat nipples, too? Oh my god, there's so many! This yeah!
0: This is unnecessary for a comedy podcast. It's about simplicity. It's about truth. It's about the human voice and the power of words. You don't need stupid gimmicks. Woo, woo, uh, ah, I'm falling.
3: Whew. Good thing we put that tiny xylophone at the bottom of the Titanic stairs.
2: That's why you never skimp on the details. It's always worth it, always.
3: And
0: blackout. <laughs> So uh, thanks to some delightful feedback from the last episode, you'll notice that I will call it blackout at the end of every sketch. If you have never uh, seen a written sketch before, it is a word that com- commonly comes at the end of a sketch. We don't know why. It might have something to do with stage lights or something like that, or maybe just drinking. Who knows? Um, so we're on to our next thing. Okay, I, I should point <laughs> out. Oh, <okay>. Great segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stephen Montenegro, look, master I'm just, of look, transitions. I'm, I'm just powering through here, you guys. Let's get this thing over with. <laughs> Am I right? I should point out, that's our, uh, that's our first Foley. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's the first Foley we've done in the show. And it seems like it was entirely created out of uh, some working and some broken parts of Rachel's child's toys.
3: That is correct. I stole from my baby for this.
0: Yes, like all good comedy.
3: <laughs> yes. And also my recycling, which the baby also plays with. So really, she'd be super mad if she knew. Don't tell her.
0: Oh, you know that this is gonna be on a podcast. Right?
3: Oh no, the baby loves podcasts. <laughs> Shh, baby, it's fine. I'm sorry. She's
0: gonna be scrolling through her like Stitcher page and just be furious. Adababa,
3: <laughs> that's what she'll say. Nah. Oh. She's like literally a baby guy. Harsh <laughs> words. That sounds
0: just like her though. Yeah. Um, next thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so we got to take a quick break, wink, uh, to pay some bills with this uh, excellent commercial brought to us by our very own Lauren Schwine. Take it away, Ian.
1: Do you want to find serenity in the comfort of your own home? <coughs> Do you want to achieve perfect tranquility and peace? <coughs> Whale Sounds 4 is the calming ocean-based audio experience you've been searching for. Whale Sounds is back and better than ever with its fourth and final 12 CD pack. Now with 100% less boat sounds, birds and horrible screeching walruses. Oh. Enjoy the tranquil vocalizations of the Arctic humpback whale.
3: really I-
1: and the hypnotizing siren song of beluga whales breeding in the waters outside of greenland you'll also get sperm whales gray whales and a whole pod of young fin whales no other collection offers the sporific moans of 13 different species of whales all at once Call now and you'll get over nine hours of melodic whale serenades. To order whale sounds for, just call 1-800 Whale Me, or send check or money order to for $39.99 plus 4.95 shipping and handling to P.O. Box 6262. Rush delivery available. Call now.
0: And blackout. <laughs> Much like Joe almost blacked out at the end of that whale sound. My whales were dying. <laughs> Joe, we pulled out of the Paris Climate Accord. All whales are dying. Touche. Boom. Topical. Um, I'm starting to think that Lauren wrote a sketch just to make us all make whale sounds. Yes, I did. <laughs> well, and also to appeal to whale lobby. Yeah. That's true.
2: And so that more whales would listen to our podcast. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and Greenpeace is always protesting our show for some reason. <laughs> they tried to board the last episode. <laughs> yeah, just sit there in that for a while. <laughs> They've been protesting our show
1: because we employ human actors to perform mm-hmm. whale sounds.
0: It's a good point. Oh, shit, yeah. you, wouldn't you think that the whale union would be more upset? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. That's enough of that. Uh, uh, so, everyone's an expert in something. We're on to the next thing now. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Steven. No, it's I'm it's an in expert roles. at moving things along. Steven Montenegro, our expert at moving things along, everybody. Everyone's an expert in something, and the cast and crew of Late Nights Minneapolis is no, no exception. So in an effort to help you get to know us a little better, I asked everyone here tonight to write down one or two things in which they consider themselves an expert so we can talk about it. Uh, I never know what order to go in, so I just put them all in this, the script says hat, but okay. I actually just used my pocket. Nature's uh, You know, hat. they
5: wouldn't have known that.
0: <laughs> the people here would've, Fair. and these are the people that were kind enough to pay us eight dollars for this. Uh, I feel like I owe them some truth and honesty. Fair. Thank you. Truth
5: and honesty, fans. Yes. <laughs> um.
0: Uh, So I I put them all in this pocket hat um, uh, so we we could mix them up and talk about them. The first one here is from uh, Joe Rapp. And Joe Rapp says that he is an expert in car headlight patterns. So if you could talk about that for a second, Ian. Well, uh, if you look at
1: car headlight patterns, you'll notice that um, they usually come in one major shape, and that is circle. Um, When you look at them, you'll notice that the closer that you get, they'll get brighter. But if you're farther away, they'll seem a little bit dimmer, and that's because you're farther away from them, and that's how light works.
0: Um, I'm going to stop you right there. Not actually how light works, but go ahead. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry, Steven. I'm the expert on this. I know how this works. I stand corrected. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so, <laughs> you know what, what? What else would you like to know about this, Stephen? While we're since you've interrupted me.
0: You know what? Uh, I, you're, you're good. <laughs> oh, uh, um, you've done well. Pretty solid. <laughs> well,
1: thank you, thank you. I am. Oh, you
0: got you got you got a vote of approval from Joe, who is apparently actually an expert in this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
5: we'll talk later. Um.
0: <laughs> someone forgot to write their name on this one. But it's definitely Will's. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize I was supposed to. Um, uh, Will claims to be an expert in 70s heavy metal slash hard rock. Um, So, Will, would you like to hear Rachel talk about that for a few (laughs) seconds? Sure. Sure.
3: Well, as everyone knows, the 70s was a great time for heavy metal and or hard rock, which is actually known by how hard your ears bleed once you've listened to it for long enough. And the vibrations caused by the uh, speakers when playing hard rock can solidify carbon into more diamond-like, but not quite diamond shapes. So it's actually a very interesting geological pattern that arrives when you have your hair long enough and haven't washed it, it can just kind of calcify into one giant diamond thing, which is why rock was so fancy.
0: <laughs> mm. Wow, quick follow-up question. Yes, sir. Does, does the diamondification
3: <laughs> yes, that's correct work term. better
0: or worse in dogs?
3: Oh, I feel like with a longer-haired, silky dog, you would probably get an ideal diamondification, which is why there are so many fancy dogs in music. (laughs) Right?
0: Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I presume the the source of the name of that David Bowie record. Diamond Dogs. Diamond Dogs, that's (laughs)
3: true. That's what I was going for, too. Good reference.
0: (laughs) Thanks for the assist. Um, So... Uh, this one, uh, is from Lauren, um, there's three on this, there's, there's two or three on each of these, um, uh, the first one on Lauren's is, how many women have been on the moon, and here, and, and, and I would like very briefly to hear Lauren talk about that. Lauren, how many women have been on the moon?
2: No women have been on the moon, like 12 dudes have been on the moon, you can't send a woman up to the moon, you know why they won't send women up to the moon, because men left garbage on the moon, they don't want to see it.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Um she has, she has strong opinions about us garbaging the moon. Don't
2: get um, me started about what's in orbit right now. Oh god, right? So uh, much garbage. Mm.
0: Another thing that Lauren claims to be an expert in is the I guess series of shows, House Hunters. Yes, I am. Will. <laughs> mm. Well, uh, as as we
4: know, you gotta buy a house. <laughs> So, in this show, uh, there are people that are buying houses. Uh, th- the houses are often expensive, and sometimes more money than the people say they want to spend. But oftentimes, they'll end up going for it anyway. And yeah, and, and they're searching, seeking, and trying to find a house, in essence, hunting for it. Uh, it's on the real estate market. They're, off, they're, try- they're really moving on with the next stage in their lives. I think I saw one episode where there was, like, a school teacher in Utah who lived, like, above his school, and he was looking for a different house. And I was like, I don't know. I just felt like this is a weird thing. Was he, like, Was he
0: like looking for a different house, and he'd be like, but I don't want my commute to get any longer.
4: <laughs> I truly, I was honestly amazed that he had enough money to, like, buy a new house, but it's Utah, so, like, rural Utah, so it's... Not that expensive. Well, in that
5: show, I feel like they always push people into a house that's way more expensive than they can probably afford.
4: My, the one I can never I will never be able to identify with is Island Hunters. Have you seen Island Hunters? Oh god. What? Where people? What? Uh, oh, it's real. No, oh, we're oh. gonna move on. But now um, we're into
0: this for it's I'm okay. at the clock. So take 12 minutes or so. <laughs>
4: so take house hunters. But imagine uh-huh. instead of houses, which we can all imagine living in one day. Imagine it's condos? Five, imagine it's private island, it's not condos. Not, not It's not condo hunters, this is island hunters. They're looking for private <laughs> islands, um, and they like search through several of them per episode. And, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry,
2: you show me one island. I'm like, neat, I own an island now.
4: Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> but I am no, like, no, no, well, this
3: one needs more trees, and I always want one with a bigger, wider beach. And they all I have live like- live
0: above <laughs> my island right now, and I don't want my commute to get any longer. <laughs> <laughs> and, the great,
3: and the great thing is,
4: all these hi- islands have magical, amazing houses on the islands already built so they're not building houses on these islands they are buying an island with an amazing house on it so it's not only it's like house hunters but more specific it's like I need this amazing house that no human that like ha- could would ever watch this show could ever possibly identify with having but also it has to be surrounded within like 500 feet by water on all sides because otherwise there could be another person who sees me in this house
0: um yeah. Do any of the islands have uh, boutique gene spliced together animals running around them? Um, un- not in any of that I've seen at
4: the gym I used to go to at 2 a.m. Which is which is which oh, is that answers my. That's final where I watched this question. show. Where
0: and can and I find this show? <laughs> <laughs> that's
4: where I've watched that show and a lot of Pawn Stars. So uh, yeah. Um,
0: so uh, Rachel claims that she is an expert in poultry facts. So Joe. <laughs> yeah, I mean obviously uh, <coughs>
5: poultry—they're birds, um, you know, like eaten birds. Yeah, they're eating birds. Uh, you know, like chicken and um, turkey and squab. 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 I don't know if you've heard of squab. Disgusting bird. Uh, basically a pigeon, but you can eat it like it's a turkey. I Just learned. Just a pigeon. <laughs> I basically learned from uh, Lauren wrote a sketch about squab recently, and. I learned uh, from Lauren that if you Google squab, you literally have to Google like you have to Google squab alive in order to get a picture of a living one.
1: <laughs> Otherwise, it's
5: just a cooked one. That's it.
4: I'm sorry. This is a real thing that wasn't just made up for the show. Oh no,
0: no it's, it's, it's a real. It's real. They're yeah. just pigeons. They are literally just pigeons. But people I, delicious eat them. ones. I assumed
4: this was made up for the show. Oh
0: nope.
1: no. I'm, let's just, <laughs> it's just just an alternate name. It's like it's not like we have like animals called beef. Sure, uh, you know, like it, or if point. we do I don't know about yeah. them yet. Yeah. Um well,
2: we won't tell you. It's a, this is a, <laughs>
0: a we're not quite done with this game yet. But this is a really good time to point out that you could have seen that sketch at Late Nights Minneapolis, the third Sunday of every month, 7:30 p.m. at the Phoenix Theater. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
4: These are good people. Yeah.
0: All right. One more left in the uh, one more left in here. Um uh Ian claims to be an expert in the New York City subway. So, Lauren?
2: So, um, trains. <laughs> Let's say you're somewhere, and you're like, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> they got these neat things. You can take a card, looks like a credit card, but it's not a credit card. Also, looks like a library card, not a library card. And you swipe in a thing, you go on, and you can go anywhere you want as long as the train goes there. <laughs> but... I have to tell you, though, other people are allowed to ride it. So it's not like a car where you get to be all alone with your thoughts. It's like other people, and they're smelly, and sometimes they don't wear pants. And that's not allowed, but they do it anyway. And it's dangerous, and also um, you can go to work, or you can go to restaurants, and it's underground, which is scary, but you'll be okay.
4: Nice.
0: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the audience equivalent of me saying blackout. So... <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs> Um, boy that laugh came out different than I ex- anticipated it would. <laughs> Hold on, let's all live with my embarrassment for a second. <laughs> that's enough. Um, so that's, uh, we're all experts. Um, apparently in a variety of things. Uh, yeah, so moving on. Um, if you know anything about this show and how it's gone thus far tonight, you know I like to keep things moving. <laughs> <laughs> and in the spirit of keeping things moving, let's move to the next thing.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> thank you. That's very sweet of you to say. I like this instant feedback we get here. You almost never get this with a podcast. I have another podcast that I do from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clapping the other people on my other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but don't you just do that one in a corner in your house? Yes, and, uh, and
1: facing the wall, yeah. like you've done something wrong.
0: And like, no it actually enclosed in furniture pads for uh, acoustics. But very rarely does anybody call me while I'm doing it to say, you're doing a pretty good job. Take note, everyone. Yeah. Um. Uh, so if you have uh, seen every show that Late Nights has ever done, including the one that we didn't do on a stage but instead streamed live to the internet. You can still watch it, it's on our Facebook page. Uh, the video quality, if I say so myself, as the person that helped put it together, is lacking. Um, <laughs> However, can all things considered,
1: it was still a show that got done that yeah, people exactly. could watch. Yeah, exactly, like
0: basically we measure shows, as you can tell by this one, in two ways. Did the show get done? Great, it was perfect, moving on. <laughs> um, but, if you saw that show, or if you choose to go back and watch it later, uh, which you still can, uh, Facebook.com slash Late would MPLS, um, uh, <laughs> you would have seen Lauren and I do a uh, political correspondent sketch where we counted down to the 2006 election. 16. 16. 2016, <laughs> damn it.
1: Those oh. midterms, man. Yeah. Those, those midterms in, in the Bush 2.2 era. We got on that Facebook Live
5: early.
2: Man.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sof-
2: sophomore year of high school was rough for me.
0: <laughs> um, I was already out of college. Um, uh, you would have seen us do a sketch in which we counted down to the 2016 election. Oh, that one. Uh, with great trepidation. Um, we were worried... <laughs> that the worst would come to pass, and Donald Trump would be elected president, and he would turn out to be a pretty not that great president. (laughs) (laughs) So we decided to revisit that. Let's find out if our fears were unfounded. (laughs) Take it away, me. If you're a fan of Late Nights Minneapolis, then likely you've seen Lauren and I play political correspondence. and with the garbage jump of a year we've had, we've got a lot to say on the matter.
2: There are exactly 339 days, 2 hours, 6 minutes, and 12 seconds until the polls close in 2018.
0: Wait, 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 you're already counting
1: down to the next election? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you just said that you did this sketch last year, though. You You counted down to the 2016 election. Why are you starting this countdown so soon.
2: Donald Trump is president we literally have no time to waste.
0: Last year we were worried about the attacks on women's health, a nut job conservative on the Supreme Court, demonizing immigrants, Wall Street oligarchs (laughs) taking over the government, and the very real possibility that a Trump presidency would do everything possible to speed up global warming. Now that pretty much just reads like Trump's to-do list before Christmas.
2: The weeks leading up to the 2016 election was a Schrodinger's cat of political possibilities. We simultaneously lived in a magical world of universal health care and job security and a deserted wasteland of roving Mad Maxi and motorcycle gangs murdering for insulin. But the box is open, and there was no cat, just thousands and thousands of cockroaches, and all the roaches have guns and want to defund Planned Parenthood and tweet at North Korea that they're not man enough to nuke
0: us. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all throughout the Obama administration, I kept making the argument to my conservative friends, you don't have to like the president, but don't disrespect the office by claiming he's a terrorist or a secret Muslim born in Kenya. So what did America do?
2: They elected a doddering old man who, instead of doing his job, is still yelling about how Obama is a secret Kenyan terror Muslim.
0: No one listened to Trump when he started on his whole birther trip. They just thought, well, old man beaver pelt finally lost it. We can safely ignore him now. He didn't have a platform for his crazy that anyone took seriously. We thought, Ah, he's just got Twitter. What's the worst he can do in 140 characters?
2: But now he is the president, and the worst he can do is spend his nights antagonizing the most unstable dictator on the face of the planet and retweeting racist propaganda videos. But look, this isn't just about Donald Trump. It's about the toxic societal standards that created him. Donald Trump isn't a person. He's a growth. He was created in a cauldron from A1 steak sauce that sweat mopped up in every NFL locker room and the carbon dioxide that's left the mouth of every man who ever complained about wearing a condom. (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, as a man in this society, it is hard to know how to be a good person sometimes. Our fathers certainly weren't going to teach us how to be decent human beings. So we're left to idolize the alpha male heroes society gave us. Hugh Hefner, the Fawns, star running backs. Look, Hefner speaks for himself. I never understood when I was a kid why I felt so bad for Pinky Tuscadero. And, well, I've never actually personally seen O.J. Simpson interact with a woman, but there's a lot of legal evidence that it wasn't that great.
2: But if you stop to think about it, it's pretty easy to be a good person.
0: It's actually really super fucking easy. There's a simple (laughs) lesson my grandmother taught me when I was like five years old. You don't know someone, don't touch them!
2: So with all the accusations against the men, the world has become a liberal arts college rec room of self-congratulatory wokeness from men and a triggering hellscape of tell me something I don't know for women. But after a year of Donald Trump, assault accusations during the election, we're not waiting anymore. We're going to out every single asshole who ever touched anyone without their consent and we'll eventually take down Donald Trump too. And he knows it. Why do you think the motherfucker can't sleep?
0: (laughs) So now we've got this terrified man-child in the Oval Office threatening to blow up half the countries on earth with half of America taking him seriously because they went to public schools in states that this party spent the la- that his party spent the last 50 years trying to turn into the Thunderdome just to prove the point that a government would eventually turn their state into the Thunderdome.
1: Yeah. Okay, but I mean like our progressive champions in the House and the Senate, they'll never let it get that far. Yeah, like
2: like Al Franken. I'm sure he'll be in a position of moral authority when it all goes down.
1: Yeah, that's, um, that's kind of sad. We're
2: all sad, Ian, every minute of every day. But repeat with me now, no one gets a pass. You want, you want to oust Trump, you have to oust Franken, too. There aren't gray areas with harassment, and Trump loves that we're talking about sexual harassment because he thinks it can't be proven, and if we can't prove that, then in his eyes, how can we prove anything he's ever done? He's even questioning the validity of the Access Hollywood tape. Can you imagine four years of this? He'll have us believing that he was always president and that Hillary Clinton was a bad dream we made him have just to hurt his feelings. <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, we're a week away from seeing the phrase United States Senator Roy Moore in the congressional record. It's the Lord of the Flies in Washington, but instead of the country being run by fucking children, it's being run by grown men that keep trying to fuck children! Okay, so what's the answer then?
2: Kamala Harris.
0: Michelle Obama.
2: Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Elizabeth Warren. Elon Omar. Amy Klobuchar. Any woman over... Thirty-five. who's who's ever read The Handmaid's Tale. Or The Beauty Within. Or a newspaper.
0: (laughs) I'm managing my own expectations at this point. I'm just hoping to get deported by President Kamala Harris or failing that, a swift and painless death.
2: I'm sure President Harris will let you choose between an Arctic crevasse and a lava pit.
0: Ooh, Arctic lava crevasse is really the best we can hope (laughs) for here.
2: (laughs) Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go help this country's women save you guys from yourselves.
0: You know what I think you should do?
2: You're about to mansplain yourself right out of your lava crevasse. Do you really want to finish that sentence? Well, now I don't. Good, blackout. That's my line. <laughs> Not anymore, blackout!
0: <laughs> so, how do you all think we thought it went? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As it is. <laughs> um, look, uh, so. There's maybe not a lot of comedy in what's happening right now, but uh, sometimes you just gotta laugh at it, even if you're terrified. That's a great point. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you for putting me in my place, person I can't see because of the stage lights. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, well played. Um, Oh, wow. Man, what a dick I am. <laughs> next up <laughs> let's just keep moving it along. This is the time I take to li- I choose to linger. <laughs> let's just keep moving this bad boy along. Uh, so uh next up is uh, a PSA that um that Joe wrote for uh Late nights Minneapolis last last winter um, called uh, Minnesota Winters. So uh. Take it away, Lauren.
2: Ah, winter in Minnesota. One of the best times to visit our snowy northern state.
0: You got that
5: right. It's a wonderful and serene time of year. You just don't get to experience anywhere else.
2: A perfect time to enjoy looking out over that Minnesota landscape with its beautiful and inescapable blanket of snow.
5: And to get out there and enjoy it, making snow forts and
2: sledding. Come on, Jane. Yay, I love winter, especially the snow. How wonderful, as only a child could see.
5: All right, come on, let's go make some snow angels.
2: Yes, it certainly does provide a great place to make snow angels, and can also create a soft white coffin where your frozen body won't be found until spring.
5: Uh, Wait, what?
2: Winter can be deadly.
5: A soft white coffin? Of course. Uh, I, I I thought you said this was gonna be fun.
2: And what's more fun than learning about nature? Those icy snowflakes that you pray for on Christmas will cover anything in their path as they fall down from the heavens with no regard for your life or feelings.
5: Come on, my kid is here.
2: Yes, and she'll have an amazing time out there playing and frolicking.
5: Exactly, there, there's nothing to worry about, Jane.
2: Hopefully. Hypothermia kills upwards of 1,200 people a year. Let's hope your discount retailer coats will keep you warm in the rapidly dropping <laughs> temperatures.
5: Well, then we'll just get back in the car, and we'll get home to a warm fire and some nice hot cocoa. How does that sound, Janie?
3: Yay, hot cocoa.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course. So you drive your daughter home and serve her the delicious cocoa that you promised. But uh uh-oh, you left your cell phone in the car. You go outside to grab it real quick without putting on your coat or gloves. Then you've realized you forgot your keys in the house. You're locked out. Night is quickly falling and you're all alone. Hey, what the hell? Jane is enjoying her hot cocoa playing Xbox at an unreasonable volume and can't hear you frantically knocking at the door. The neighbors are on vacation and your screams go unheard as hypothermia begins to set in with you balled up in a snow angel you created only hours before.
5: Please get out of my house.
2: Minnesota winter's risking our lives seven months a year. And
5: blackout.
0: (laughs) Um that is truly disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep rolling through then. <laughs> uh, this is a point in the show where like things are just gonna get a little bit looser, cause you know, this has been way on rails and well scripted up until this point. <laughs> uh, we'll play a gamer or or two, maybe try a few things that aren't all that scripted. Um so first up, a game. Uh we're all comedy writers, which means two things. First, we've probably all read a lot of things, and second we almost certainly have a lot of feelings we're trying to hide with comedy. Uh, so in that spirit, I present to you emo lyrics or English English literature classics. Uh, the, the game's simple. The, the cast will try and guess whether the line I just read them is a lyric from a popular emo band. Popular, popular. emo band. Uh, uh, popular emo band or a quote from a book you might have read in 10th grade English lit class. So if I were to give you the clue, for example, I can't be too cool in a tree with my pants down, Someone would ring in by saying ding and correctly identify that as an emo lyric. They'd get bonus points for knowing it was Blink-182 lyric and more points for knowing that the song was called Voyeur. And they would lose all of their points for accurately pointing out that I was actually in a 10th grade English late class when that record was released.
1: (laughs) Uh. This game sounds like it's just a culmination of everything about your being. Yeah, it really is.
0: It really is. May I Um, offer a disclaimer? Because
4: I went through 10th and 11th grade English and I don't think I read any of the books. Um, I no just, one read the books okay, well. But I didn't we, read
0: Spark Notes. We all we okay. all read them. We all read them when we were sophomores in college, so we could prove I to a girl no. that we liked that we were well read. Nope, I've never read Moby Dick. Um, but you still passed those classes. Yeah, well, I made things up. Okay. It's just,
4: you can pretty much guess the plot of any book or any details <laughs> well enough.
1: here <laughs> you can. Get, you
4: can.
0: I, 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 oh, I, 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 so yeah. This yeah, is. No, Okay, I yes, this has, is, in fact, gone off the rails. I
2: can summarize okay. Moby Dick for you.
3: <laughs>
1: you know, I'm a, I, I'm 120 pages into Moby Dick right now, true fact, and that is basically what those 120 pages have been. Uh,
0: so, here's how this goes. I say a thing, you don't need to wait for me to get done, you say ding and you tell me if it's an emo lyric or from uh, classic English literature. So, uh, the first one, we're get, we'll start easy and work our way up. Uh, when I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a marching band. Ding. Yeah.
3: English literature.
0: And and what character and novel do you think it was?
3: Oh,
0: no idea.
3: Bleak House.
0: It was actually My Chemical <laughs> Romance's Black Parade. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> None See, point.
3: I read the books. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No. What was what was that
3: lyric again?
0: Uh, when I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a marching band. All right. <laughs> see? Literally the first line of the song, because the lyrics got too vapid after that. I, I, I thought the same as you, Rachel. Thank you, then Ian. Then it was Bleak yeah. House.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, next. Uh, you never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view, until you climb into his skin and walk around in it. Ding? Yeah.
4: Well, that, that's English lit. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't know. I don't know what
0: it's from. Rachel, can you can, can you still have bonus points?
3: Is it to kill a mockingbird? It is.
0: Nice. And the character? The character that read it? Anybody? Oh, Scout. Nope. Atticus Finch.
3: Finch. Motherfucker.
0: <laughs> So, plus one and minus one for Rachel. You're back to zero. Ah. Will has one. Yes. Mega go, Will. No one's keeping but score. Wait, you,
4: bon- you can lose points on the bonus? I don't <laughs> know. I'm making so it up just, as I go along. We should along. Just, just not answer the bonus. Points. Yeah, <laughs> no, let's never answer anything. Fine, Rachel has one point. Yes! Okay. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, let's see. Um. Moving, moving on down here. Like, eh, I got to move to the super easy ones, because you guys are having a... Yeah. I'm sorry. I, not
1: all of us listen to uh, Blink One Eight Two
0: that much. Uh, <laughs> I'm also just really dumb. I'm just <laughs> dumb. Okay. I look back at all the things that we once did. You said I love you. I guess you did. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Emo lyric. Yes. Uh, I don't. Anybody? Blink One Eight Two is the only band. <laughs> I, can think of. I told you I'm dumb. That is. That is a lyric, do anybody know? No. No, that is a lyric of course not. Uh, that's a lyric from Jawbreaker's Ashtray Monument.
3: Wowzers. <laughs> I don't
5: know
1: what any of that is. Uh, oh, I know, I, like, I agree on Wowzers. I, know, yeah. I knew what that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yep.
2: I think this game is Steven's favorite song lyrics and no books. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think this game is all Steven's dated references that he can't stop. There we go.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna be real honest, I actually had to look up more of these emo lyrics than these book quotes. I looked Uh up the book quotes to make sure I got them right. Uh, I had them all mostly wrong in my head. So, you know, good thing I did. Uh, There's no beginning, no middle, no end, no suspense, no moral, no causes, no effects. Ding? Emo lyrics. And, and what what novel and character... Nope. Uh, what, what, uh, I'm going to go with Weezer's Blue Album. Then. Yeah, n- <laughs> that's actually correct.
1: Yeah, completely.
0: No, it's a <laughs> nameless character from Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse Five.
1: Oh, that just sounded like something that like a, like a 14-year-old kid who's got hair swooping over one eye would totally scream.
3: Mm-hmm. And then um, write in his notebook.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much Vonnegut's audience at this point in time. <laughs> Um, thanks for the memories, even though they weren't so great, and he tastes like you, only sweeter. Ding. Uh, I do know that those are emo lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yes, and no idea. It, it is Fallout Boys, thanks for the memories.
3: Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very educational game.
0: Yeah. I'm learning a lot about me.
1: Um, <laughs> learning more about Steven. I don't want to listen to any of this music. <laughs>
3: nobody
0: does it's emo like (laughs) (laughs) none of it's good uh okay last one um she wasn't doing a thing that i could see except standing there leaning on the balcony
1: ding do it i'm also going to say that that's
0: emo lyrics but only because it rhymes it is in fact the narrator from jd salinger's a girl i knew
1: also emo lyrics (laughs) (laughs) I'll allow it. That album is (laughs) amazing. No, I don't know. I'm unallowing it. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: and that brings us to a let's say five-way tie, and the conclusion (laughs) of and the conclusion of emo lyrics or English literature. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I thought you guys remembered the quotes that I pulled entirely from the quotes and Sparks notes from English literature better. Way to, way to lie about the thing that you remembered, Will. What? We
5: <laughs> <laughs> were all in spark the, Well, I don't
4: remember. I don't, yeah, I was never into any popular music when I was in high school. Oh, emo or, was never oh, popular. Oh. <laughs> it was popular. No, it was popular. Uh, as,
1: it, well, as, was like a, as like a thing overall, it was popular. But like, My, name, name an emo band. Fallout Boy?
3: Good Charlotte. My Dashboard sister
4: loved Fallout Boy. My sister, who is three years younger than I am, loved Thank Fallout you, Boy. My cool. chemical romance. She was all about that. And she was like someone who paid attention to current trends and listened to pop music. I listened to Weird Al until junior year when I. <laughs> yeah. And that was it was like Weird Al and Bare Naked Ladies, and that was pretty much all I listened to. Wait, should I have just
0: put more food references into those lyrics <laughs> and you would have correctly identified if you had the quoted Weird Al? al- if you,
4: yes, if you had quoted lyrics that, that Weird Al used in a polka, I would have been on top of that. <laughs> it's next month's game. <laughs> I
1: stand corrected and apologize. I withdraw my <laughs> remark.
0: Moving along, um, this, is, uh, this is yet another sketch that we really liked from Late Nights, um, that uh, I, I wrote it, um, uh, and once again, it's, this is going to start with, take it away, me, <laughs> are you sick of making the same suggestion every
4: weekend, honey, I was thinking we could spend the weekend in Minneapolis.
0: Only to discover that their view of the city is outdated.
3: That two-bitten mill town, no thank you. We have plenty of wheat, we have plenty of wheat and the resulting milled flour products right here in Burnsville. Well, things have changed.
4: No, I hear things have changed. <laughs> they have more than wheat now. They have eateries.
3: We have eateries. Eateries? I'm sure it's just eateries that serve wheat and flour-based dishes from their many beautiful and historic mills. No! No!
4: They also serve other
3: food. Other food, you say? Yep. Well, count me in.
0: Minneapolis,
3: it's not just wheat anymore. But we can't just eat in their many fine eateries the entire weekend. What else would we do?
4: Well, perhaps I could interest you in
0: activities?
3: <laughs> Minneapolis has eateries and...
0: Activities!
3: But I heard they're all wheat and mill-based activities, like wheat mazes and flower picking at the mill orchard. Wrong again, friend. Everyone
4: loves a good mill orchard. But now, some of their activities are inside, away from the wheat.
3: Inside? Like in buildings? That's all I needed to hear. Minneapolis, it's not just wheat anymore.
4: Oh, no. I just remembered. We have a lonely, older relative.
2: You promised to spend time with me.
3: (laughs) I guess we can't take them to a big city full of activities and eateries like Minneapolis.
2: When I was young, it was all wheat fields. Now that was a lovely mill town.
0: Minneapolis, it's not just wheat anymore. We also have other things like nostalgia. Nostalgia for wheat. Wait a minute, I'm confused. Isn't this the mill city? It is. We still have many of the Wheaton Mill-based businesses older relatives remember.
3: Like Mill City Museum. I remember
2: that.
4: Ooh,
0: uh, General Mills.
2: I remember that too. Mills Fleet Farm. I loved that one.
4: And I could get a pizza at the Green Mill.
0: Nope, that place closed.
4: (laughs) And blackout.
0: (laughs) still kills me the Green Mill. Nope, that place is closed. Uh, I think we originally uh, mounted that sketch like the week after the Green Mill across the street from our other venue closed. It um, was like a really weird meta joke that demanded that our audience be aware of the time and space, both right now and then. Because uh, not like all the Green Mill's sense. closed, just that one on Hennepin.
2: Yeah, the one we used to <laughs> hang out in.
0: Yeah. yeah. The one that was nearby. What am I gonna do? Drive somewhere for subpar pizza? They had a Coca Cola. Sick burn. <laughs>
2: they had a freestyle machine. You could get all the flavors and all the sodas.
4: A Coke freestyle? Yeah, Coke freestyle. You know, I once made the mistake of watching as someone changed the syrup in the Coke freestyle. No, no, no! Don't ever do it. No. It ruins the, it ruins the magic.
1: Aww. Oh my god, I, I, I'm so curious about this. Like don't, I, no, no! Don't do, do it. it. Do I got to call the Coke freestyle and then just yeah. like. Watching a bunch of goop go into another thing. I'm just Okay, playing. he
2: never said goop.
1: I'm not, sure. I will not, look, I'm Was not telling goop? you what's behind the curtain. I oh my god, it's slurry? goop. Slurry? Like, like, yeah, like, it, you I said mean, today's
0: secret it. word, it's slurry. <laughs> <laughs> goop,
4: slurry. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just, like, what I imagine is like Wonka, like the Wonka Factory yeah, with roller just, coasters and let's stuff in there. you just a fat German that child yeah.
3: stuck in the tube. You don't need to, you don't need to.
1: I just I, I and that it's called Coke Freestyle. I didn't know that either. I like I picture like oh, yeah. Like Coca-Cola just commissioning a whole bunch of tricks in a half pipe. When this I is going that.
0: great. Yeah, <laughs> we're
1: moving on. <laughs> no, we're st- can we stay on this for like 6 minutes?
0: Yeah. Um Coke Orange. I'm all about the <laughs> Coke with orange. Anyway, um our uh our last game for the evening uh for our listeners at home uh is comes to us from uh Rachel. It's called The Gift of Luxury. Take it away, Rachel.
3: Thank you, Stephen. Well, we are in the midst of peak gift-buying season. Have you done all your holiday shopping, Stephen?
0: Uh, Of course not. I don't think anybody has at this point.
3: (laughs) Well, you're in luck, because I've been combing through some specialty catalogs to find classy and luxurious gifts. And for those who can't afford the classy and luxurious gifts, like most of the people at these tables, (laughs) I have taken the time, probably most of the people in the audience, right? (laughs) Uh, I've taken the time to translate these luxury items into units that you're more likely to be familiar with. Now, this does involve a little math, so I'm assuming you're all going to be super great at this. Okay. Ready for some math. All right. Let's play The Gift of Luxury. Now, I'm going to describe an item to you, and then I will ask you to guess how many ordinary item units, based on prices from walmart.com, it would take to equal the price of this luxury item. You couldn't even (laughs) use target.com? No, sir. I could not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) You mean Target? (laughs) We're not fancy. All right. (laughs) From the Metropolitan Museum of Fine Art gift shop catalog, we have Talia, Muse of Comedy. This splendid sculpture of Talia, Muse of Comedy, is Roman, but made in the style of Greek models that predated her by several hundred years. Our reproduction captures every detail from her wavy hair to her damaged nose, creating the authentic look of the ancient original. She makes an imposing addition to a home collection. Now, panel. How many boxes of Hamburger Helper could you buy for the price of this lady's head statue?
2: Okay, do you have to like beep in or something? Ding. Beep in. Beep. Go, no, ding I'm it. beeping. Yeah,
5: 48.
3: All no, right, oh, you got a 48. Who else got one?
5: Ding. Yeah. Uh, 283.
3: 283. What do we got? Ding. Yep. 100. Ooh, okay.
0: Good. Ooh. Ding. They're trying to charge us all this money for it, and they admit it's pre-broken? Right?
3: No, the breaking, they, clearly they made it seven. and then broke seven it. Seven is seven, my y- answer.
1: <laughs> ding. Go. I'm going 440.
3: All right. The answer's 132 boxes of hamburger helper. Oh, it's a $435 oh. head for 330 boxes of uh, 330 per box of hamburger helper. 132 hamburger helpers of ladyhead. Okay, maybe I think <laughs> I was. I think <laughs> I, I, I think <laughs> so to. you were the closest. Will was indeed the closest. <laughs> yeah, we're prices right in this. So, so I'll say
0: I'll say two things here. Yes. Maybe we all don't need to have farcical guesses each time. That's uh, probably true. And two, um, way to show your work. <laughs> no, I, uh, I was
3: really worried that you guys wouldn't believe my math. I,
1: I just really like this as a form of currency. Right? Uh, yeah. That's, Hamburger helpers? Yeah, absolutely. Well, great. This is I've, something that's actually useful.
3: Great. I've got some more useful currency for you coming right up. Awesome. Beautiful. Can we talk Fabergé eggs? Okay. Can yeah. we talk Ooh, tiny Fabergé eggs to fancy. hang on your tree from, again, the Met catalog? <laughs> Treat your tree to the opulence of Russian royalty with these dazzling ornaments that reflect the over-the-top design of jeweled Easter eggs created by... Peter Carl Fabergé for the last czars of the Romanov dynasty, which include a gold ribbon for hanging. Now, for the price of three large and three mini Fabergé Russian imperial ornaments, how many tiny tree shaped air fresheners could you buy? Ding. Go. 1,089.
0: 1,089.
3: We've got one more guess. Ding. Uh, 175. Mmm, closer. All right, it's 144 little trees. 144 nice. air fresheners to buy six. Fancy egg ornaments. Suck those eggs, Steven. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful.
5: Suck those eggs. Now moving
3: on. I've, I've
0: lost the podcast.
5: <laughs>
0: wah, this wah, is wah. Lauren's podcast now. Welcome to <laughs> Suck Those Eggs with Lauren Schlein.
2: Who's <laughs> <A> your classic.
3: <laughs> Speaking of things that suck, um, we're going to the gift guide of Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle magazine, Goop. Uh. We have a cashmere eye mask and slipper bundle. This perfectly packaged, jet-set-ready bundle of supremely soft slippers with a handy eye mask is a snuggly solution for flying, road trips, and afternoons on the couch. Makes a pretty foolproof gift for you, your mom, dad, or travel buddy. They are cashmere and dry clean only. (laughs) Speaking of silky softness, how many pounds of butter could you get for the price of this eye mask and slipper set? Ding. Ding. Go. 80. 8? 80. 80, okay.
0: 20.
3: 80, 20. The answer is 55. 55 pounds of butter for eye mask and slippers. Can I
0: clarify what, what quality and type of butter?
3: Um, <laughs> it was, I wrote this down, salted and Lando <laughs> Lakes. Oh, sorry. oh yeah.
5: Cheapy butter.
3: You're buying name brand butter? I am buying name brand At butter. At
5: Walmart?
3: Oh, well, so or you could buy 55 butters worth of egg ma- eye mask. So, you know, your call, Stephen. Mm-hmm.
0: 55 butters worth. 55
3: <laughs> butters worth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not Sticking. Syrup. I wanna I'm s-
0: polite enough to not ask her age, <laughs> Mrs. Butterworth. That was a syrup joke, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 syrup joke for everybody. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I right, joke for one person, and that person was Joe, and he booted. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, I've got a, one, another one from Goop. This is a Shaman Says sweater, which is a cushy cashmere pullover, which is just as cute and giftable as they come it has a cheeky shaman says staying hand stitch in sky blue made just for us at goop them at goop not us <laughs> meanwhile target offers their own cheeky pullovers with say fala la la latte on them <laughs> now how many fala la la latte sweaters could you get for the price of a single shaman says sweater from goop Ding. Go. I'm gonna guess five. Five. Okay. Ding. Twenty-four. Okay. All right. Five. Twenty-four. The answer is in fact twenty. It is twenty target sweaters worth of sweater.
0: Can yeah. I just say I'm pretty yeah. sure that that shaman says thing is culturally appropriate. Right.
3: But yes. I'm not certain of
0: what culture.
3: <laughs> I don't. I can guarantee you that Gwyneth Paltrow does not know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. So now we're gonna move into a little more um, technical aspect. We're gonna go with sharper image catalog. Looking at the Segway Ninebot Mini Pro, which combines the innovative style of the trendy hoverboard with the mobility of a scooter. It has self-balancing technology, which has much safer than its competitors, and you can travel up to 14 miles on a single battery charge and reach top speeds of 10 miles per hour exclamation point in the catalog. <laughs> Make tight turns with precision knee steering bar instead of awkwardly turning your feet. Light assembly is required, though. Keep that in mind. I'm out. all right. How many Shaman Says sweaters could you get for the price of this Segway? <laughs> Ding. Go. Three. Three. Eight. The answer is two. It is two Shaman, it's a $400 sweater, guys. A $400 oh. hand embroidered Shaman Says sweater, oh, or actually oh. a wait, very wait. affordable Was it hand embroidered
0: by a Shaman?
3: Oh God, I'm sure they didn't pay them. Ugh. All right. So Four now, right? 4-A sweater. I was let's, like, let's I was
4: think about that. I was like, let's think of a really ridiculous number to pay for a sweater. Maybe like $75. <laughs> <laughs> oh no,
3: let's
0: sir. Do, let's do let's do one more here. Got
3: one more. Okay. I own two pairs of pants. J. Crew will fuck Will um, up. <laughs> I'm gonna end with the uh, from Target. Let's go with um for those of you with children out there, they're often hard to buy for. And if you really love your children, you'll get them something from the American Girl catalog. All right. So we have Mary Ellen's diner, which has features just like diners in the 50s, including a grill. Two dolls considered a booth, two dolls considered the stool, and it includes everything you need for a diner, like order slip to hang above the counter, pretend hamburgers, pretend condiments for the pretend hamburgers, a pretend spatula to turn the pretend hamburgers, and a bell to ring when the pretend hamburgers are done, pretend cooking. Now, how many actual hamburgers from the Bryant Lake Bowl could you get for the cost of this doll hamburger <laughs> restaurant?
4: Ding. Thirty.
3: Okay. Ding. Five hundred. What? Dang. <laughs> Go Dang. for it. Go for yeah. it.
1: Sixty-four.
3: Unfortunately, the answer is twenty-five. Oh. It's actually fairly affordable. So for just twenty-five actual wow. food items, you can get a whole bunch of fake food.
0: Or we all think that <laughs> we all think that the bright like bulls prices are much more reasonable than they that are. That is also I'm probably sorry likely. Delightful
2: How much is the doll thing?
3: Oh 275
2: Okay. Okay. Well, it's close. I really
5: wanted Lawrence to be right
0: (laughs) because I I wanted it to be that ridiculous.
3: It is a little. If you want, I can do a real quick one. If you want to end on something a little more climatic.
0: Okay. Fine. Very quickly. Okay.
3: So uh, in the Met catalog, they have a reproduction of a Pope ring. Yeah. A reproduction of a ring not worn by the Pope but used by the Pope's emissaries to do Pope business with. They make it very clear this is not a Pope's ring. What is? But it is a gift for um, a man of strength and style. And I quote. So speaking of gifts uh, for men of strength and style, how many number one dad mugs could you get for the price of a reproduction Pope Ring from the Met Gala catalog? Ding. Ding. Go.
0: 15. Okay. 400. Okay. Ding. Yep. Someone give it to me. I'm a man of strength and style. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, that would take 331 number one dad mugs or wow. 5.75 goop sweaters. <laughs> what?
0: Yep. <laughs> it's, wait, it's $2,300? $2, it's $2,300 Pope Ring. Which wow. everyone will now buy for, some. A a pope Sorry, for a ring. for a Pope's
3: emissary ring. Yeah. Okay, that's And a here I this. thought
1: that I was, man, I thought that I was, like, doing a good thing by paying off my student loans. I need a pope ring. You need a pope ring. Yeah.
3: Everybody does, please. No
0: one needs a pope ring. Everybody needs, needs a pope seven. ring.
1: I have seven fingers left that are unringed.
3: i got two pinkies. I need a pope ring on each. <laughs>
0: okay, the listeners at home cannot see the truly disturbing thing she was just doing. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a nice reminder for our listeners at home that this is about to fade out in about 12 seconds, because that brings us to the end of the podcast portion of Later Nights with Late Nights Minneapolis. So I could have faded out and stopped the recording before this, but I want everybody at home listening to know what they missed. We're going to take a quick break. Let's Let's say eight minutes. And then we're gonna pop back in here, and we're gonna do one sort of experimental thing for you, and then we're gonna play a game for you uh, that will involve some of us drinking too much. So uh, go to the bar, go to the restroom, pop outside, uh, do what you gotta do. But we'll see you back here in you know eight minutes. Thanks a lot.
3: Sure.